0: Hello, my name's Chris Thurston, and welcome to the second in our series of chats with game developers at Resed. In this one, I talk to Robert Kurvitz, who is the lead designer and writer of Disco Elysium, formerly called No Truths with the Furies, which was easily, I think, the most uh, surprising and impressive game I played at Res this year, and I don't think I'm alone in feeling that way. To give you some context that might help with this uh, chat that you're about to listen to, Disco Elysium is a role-playing game where you play as a amnesiac detective waking up after a traumatic three-day bender uh, with no memory of who they are in a uh, fictional world, but one that kind of reflects some of the uh, aesthetics and, and political pressures of the 1970s, sort of. Uh, it's very much its own thing. The reason it was so impressive to me is that even though there are things about this setup that are... You might have seen another fiction, The Alcoholic Detective, etc. The game struck me because of its uh, humanity and its sense of empathy, which is mostly expressed through extremely detailed writing depicting the interior life of the character who you're playing, but also sort of forming through your conversations with other people. Uh, it's unafraid to get into the political weeds um, a little bit, as is its creator, as you'll find. And uh, that sense of empathy and the kind of deliberate uh, series of decisions about who that character is and how they relate to the people around them that you get to make but that the game developers have also thought about and laid out for you in order to create a much more kind of uh, intensely uh, self-aware sense of a person's role in their society is what really impressed me about at least the first hour of the game that I got to play at REST. And hopefully some of the things we're about to talk about from why games are written the way they are to how this Estonian art collective came to become game developers were kind of an interesting framing uh, for some of those ideas. One thing I would say is we do have possibly some plot spoilers and probably definitely some thematic spoilers for Disco Elysium in the course of this conversation uh the way i would describe it is think about playing uh planescape torment if you already knew the answer to the question what can change the nature of a man we actually get to the point of maybe answering that quite that, uh, an equivalent question for disco elysium in the course of this conversation so if you want to play the game completely unspoiled i would actually probably recommend waiting for it to come out playing it and then maybe listening to this conversation uh how but I personally, as someone who hasn't played the full game, um, doesn't know what it fully contains. Now that I know certain things about where it's going, I'm actually more excited to play it. So, yeah, I thought I'd give a little bit of a heads up about that at the beginning of this uh 30 minute chat. Um, but I hope you enjoy it either way. I hope you find it interesting. I think Robert's a really interesting, uh, writer and certainly an outspoken, you know, thinker about what games can do and and what they can, the kinds of stories they can tell. Have fun. <laughs> that's not, I wasn't sure how to introduce this And that's probably yeah. done it I'm here with Robert from the Disco Elysium team uh, You are the lead designer and writer and
1: CEO And Explain, explain yourself as a, as a CEO, so, CEO is such a douchebag thing to say We, we share the responsibility uh, But I'm, uh, I'm the I'm gonna, I think I'm going to say I think I'm going to do an ego attack Go for it And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the end titles of the game By saying written and designed by Robert Burwitz Right yeah, I'm going to future protect myself against IP battles against my colleagues now. And just be, <laughs> we think, Fargo, would right? you not be tempted to go for yeah. the like Sid Meier kind of thing? Like, oh, Where you put your name on the title? Of the game? On the title? that's That would be like Robert Kurwitz yes. Disco Elysium. Elysium. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't oh, have a ring to me. <laughs> no. just, well, you just had a rename.
0: You, you know, that was probably your opportunity, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like just to call it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind exactly. of it there, yeah. <laughs> Well, most of most of what you do as a, as a lead is you try to make it not your thing. Right. That's your main yeah. goal is to make it everyone else's thing and, and then accommodate them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, do your job, which is to uh, keep a unified kind of aesthetic and and, and design co- course to it. So yeah, it's I, I don't know how Siedmeyer did it, but <laughs> how he got those guys aboard, but uh, yeah, that's not how we wrote. <laughs> so tell me a bit about your your background, because I know that you kind of. Like,
0: I think one of the things is a whole of your game, and I think something that's very the strength of it is that it comes from a position outside maybe of game industry, kind of normal patterns and practices. and
1: Yeah, we're a very strange story, and um, that I hope someone oh, one day is going to tell in cinematic format. No, <laughs> but um, uh, we were first a uh, cultural movement, hmm. and then I still consider us a cultural movement, hmm. uh, but. A cultural movement with equally highbrow, some would say pretentious. I think the online slang is pretentious. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, continental intellectualism was also used quite the kind of a while ago. Uh, but at the same time, we are—we're nerds. Like I was a nerd when it was cool to be one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and before then, the dark times. Yeah, before the dark times. <laughs> happened. Uh, and, and I'm, a, I'm a high school dropout mm-hmm. and a and, and nerd who's been building this uh, uh, f- fantastic realist setting for my entire adult mm. life. Um, but in the meanwhile, I also, or we also managed to uh, compile a motley crew of artists and, and uh, mm-hmm. business people and... and uh, Left-wing people, and mm. and, uh, and just uh, harvest, do a kind of talent harvest and cut them together, and then then we kind of collectively discovered that uh, culture is dead, films are dead, books are dead. Nothing mm. moves. You know, it's like molasses. Like nothing. You can't get the word out, and we're stuck in a little country in Eastern Europe. And then we fought. Fuck it, let's let's make a really, really expensive, crazy video yeah? <laughs> And we—it it was a mir- it is a miracle of funding that we got it privately funded. Mm. Think about it. And I think we were helped by uh, pillars of eternity and the Kickstarter successes for yeah. uh, for hardcore isometric cartridges. Yeah. Then we started making this one, and it turns out if you take all the abilities of an art of a classic like artist movement, whether it's like writers like Tatas stuff, like you have writers, artists, and so on. Uh, we had trouble getting programmers in it but yeah. <laughs> there are also really really cool programmers out yeah, there they're thinking people and, and they fit really well at this moment and then yeah then we incorporated and became mega hippies and then uh, here we are
0: yeah it's fascinating because I've maybe this pattern like games are not themselves a progressive movement inherently right this is also a part of culture that is stuck in some of its own ways and then has some of the same issues as the other mediums you described but it does there is there is a, a recurring exception, and that makes me question the rule. If that makes sense, like good good stuff gets funded in the games industry, which is a kind of strange. Miraculous, for,
1: sometimes. Yeah. Yes, I mean, good stuff gets funded and uh, and dragged from season to season when it's at a loss in the TV industry too. True. Yeah. Um, and even better, things so, are even better in the TV industry. But then, then second best, I'd say, games are the second liveliest cultural endeavor on the planet after mm, the right. TV swindle, which I'm not interested in because I don't want to be a script writer. Right. I, I wanna, I want, our writers want to be the stars of the show. They want to yeah, be yeah. the, you know, not somewhere pucked away in Hollywood. Uh, and then after that, everything else is just, everything else is just wasteland. Like everything mm. is dying and, uh, and it's a bit because games are doing this well. Also, mm. games are eating up a lot of talent right now, from like writers and especially artists, especially yeah. craftsmen, modelers. Sculpture has ceased to exist. Yet we have three right. D modeling everywhere. So yeah, I mean, games can be tremendously wonderful, but it's it's discouragingly hard to start. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. I've always thought of game development, is it? an It's inherently collective form, right, it requires, it's like, multidisciplinary by, by its nature, right mm-hmm. obviously people can make games for themselves mm-hmm. but to produce something, like you're producing a really like, the vast majority of games require a team working together, traditionally thought of that of like software companies development, but actually the art collective model
1: is actually not a terrible fit for, for games mm-hmm. I, th- I think um... Well, video games are, are like a composite art piece. Yeah. They're like a Gesamtkunstwerk. Like, like the opera was one of the first ones where you yeah. could have like set decoration, the words, poetry, music. Uh, I think the second greatest that, that just buried opera forever was cinema. Yeah, And and I think it's a good sign of a medium if it, if it can accommodate more talent in it mm. than the previous Gesamtkunstwerk. And games are games can accommodate much more human uh, ability than even films. Yeah, you can put even more into games, and then this is why I'm. This I'm, is this is why it's just. I to me it's just mathematical. It's just probability that that games will overtake films because you can put more good stuff in them. They right. accommodate more. Yeah, and, that, and so it's also what what we're trying to do in many ways. Like we have four or five departments, and everyone needs to be great if if the if the VO fucks up yeah, it, it makes the text sound bad and you, you've played the beginning of mm-hmm. the game right? imagine if it wasn't a good it would be a whole reach that line still it would be potentially all of and then the art and everything art especially is a, is a sink or swim thing like if our game didn't look pretty colourful as it yes, does nice. and nice, we put everything we can like commercial in it yes. we've really really tried to make That's it eye-catching yeah. so you need to be armed to the teeth with talent
0: yeah Tell me a little bit about, I guess, the origins of Disco at least I mean It wasn't always called that, but like, why this project, right? When you have that, suddenly have that impetus, like we are going to spend a lot of money making a video game. Why this video game?
1: Uh, well, it's most natural for us to do a to a role playing game, right? I've, because we're really ambitious people, and I think the I think the RPG is is a kind of like a, is 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 the is the the crown genre of video Mm. games it's it's, it most it's most straight up the childhood dream of video games like Life Simulator yes right and it requires a lot of different talents in it so we wanted to like we wanted to go for for the most for what we think is the most important thing for the industry and I think RPGs are the battleground for creativity and then mm-hmm. just even defining what an RPG is a massive battle in the industry everyone yeah. wants to put that tag there and I mean I personally don't think that Diablo is an RPG you know you don't, mm. it's something else like it, you don't play a role there or something I mean well there's supposed to
0: the defining kind of split is almost like the simulationist side of things. The sort of Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. uh, a mango rolls down a hill and knocks a cart over and mm-hmm. the cart falls on a dragon. That's a form of role playing. Just I don't no. know whose job that actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you were doing, which is um, writing led, uh, you know, or, or sort of I would say I know there are lots of authors and lots of creative people, but it feels
1: authored in a way that a simulation RPG does not. I, for to have a good story, it needs to be authored. Like yeah. I think authored is just, uh, just. A, just a quality badge on something yes Uh, and then the fact that um, these um, uh, rolling barrel against dragon simulators don't seem offered uh, it's just a problem that they have on the writing team yeah and then it's an understandable problem I wouldn't I wouldn't want that job because it needs so much writing Um, but they definitely would need more writers and they would Need like at least two or four control people working on it, uh, but it wouldn't hurt if it would be a four too. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I don't, and, and at the same time, it wouldn't hurt us if you could roll a barrel down a hill in our game, <laughs> like not hitting a dragon, but maybe hitting a car or something.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting, an interesting question, though. So in a very loud room, so we have to. Occasionally it's the loudest floor. on earth. It's the loudest floor on planet Earth. It's incredible. <laughs> But, well, I guess what I would say is, that, like, so, you know, uh, for me, playing the game yesterday, a huge strength of this Elysium is the degree of uh, attention to detail in the writing. And the, 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 uh, the attention to the small details of existing, really, is kind of the thing that you were doing, I would say, that no one has seen do to the same extent. I would argue maybe Tides of is a game that has some similar interests, but a very, very different approach. Um, and as soon as you get into territory of systemic design, surely it will become much harder to have a authored experience to that degree of
1: detail and quality and not be in totally control of your environment. Of course. I mean, even... There's even a... I mean, when you look at Bethesda games, for example, yeah. um, they sometimes release DLCs where they show that they can't do a great deep story. Yeah. Like, it's possible. But that's not what they're going for. They're going for... Um, they're going for something you can do in any sequence of events in an mm. open world and then for that to work uh, it needs to be uh, shallow in a way mm. so that you do, so that you don't get logical inconsistencies from going from one place to another you can go from one place and become a dragon king and then meet the beggar and you can't tell the beggar that hey I'm the dragon king maybe it's yeah, my yeah. fault that you're a beggar Yeah. It. but with what we're doing we, that needs to happen mm. uh, it's it's very frustrating and, and expensive to, to, to get it to that level in RPG mm. too. But it's possible. If you if you limit the scope a bit and then if you if you if you kind of zoom in on a more realistic kind of um, well yeah I guess you could say we really are concerned with trying to stim- simulate what it's like to be a thinking entity. Yeah, that's that's I think the thing, right? It's almost like the sort of first
0: principles the beginning of the game and that's a perfect example right like you know you have the audacity to start with a black screen and someone's kind of like uh, having an argument with the deepest parts of themselves about whether or not they even really want to be L- at all yeah <laughs> exactly like um, if you, you know it's like that um if you want to make an apple pie from scratch, you have to invent the universe, kind of yeah. thing. and it's
1: it's. Uh, I was always I was intrigued with the concept of a of an ancient reptilian brain that, yeah. that gives us the light design feeling. Mm. You know that provides us with the most basic kind of like uh, here here I am. Yeah. What is the axiomatic kind of basis? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, and then uh, since our game also has a it has a a male protagonist. Yeah. Uh, and who's very specific but whom you get to approach as a carte blanche kind of thing so you you get to uh, you know you get to make this guy uh, this 40 something moribund alcoholic into like a you know feminist or a fascist or a you know very athletic guy or a a very intellectual guy and so on but we needed there to be a kind of um, iconic central character to write a story that's even in any way good, you kind of have to have that. So, my first idea was, okay, so what if a girl is playing this character? Yeah. Okay, so what if someone who's black is playing this character? Uh, because we want to make it so personal for you, you know, yeah. uh, that even being happening to be in a in a white skin fair skin body is is it's a thing in the game. Yes. It, it, it's 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 not, people just don't, don't. It's not like no one mentions it then it doesn't mm-hmm. come up. Um, so. I, I thought I'd need to start from a more basic level of, of existence to kind yes. of sell the immersion into the character from that. And I think we've achieved a really immersive beginning with that. But it could have just been absolute garbage, like, it <laughs> could have been stupid. Uh, but it has beautiful music, too. British Sea Power has this, the song is called Tiger King, which is very, it's actually very, it wouldn't work at all without the music. So so yeah, this... this strangely enough, it turns out that everyone has fought this way, Yeah, <laughs> in this kind of black abyss of like, man, this is so nice maybe I could go further into not existing anymore <laughs> Well, I think this is really interesting, Something I wanted
0: to talk to you about was the formation of Tequila as the character, because I felt like um, you had you have succeeded, but in quite dangerous territory from a storytelling point of view, mm-hmm. because there are plenty of stories, there are plenty of, sort of modern noir stories or, or your equivalent about deadly alcoholic mm-hmm. detectives You know, mm-hmm. it is a trope in its own right mm-hmm. And that can sometimes be extremely uncritically done. It can be done in the sense that, like, oh look how look how difficult it is to be a white guy who's also a police uh, officer, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're I heard, entering this territory,
1: and you're succeeding. But it's interesting that you succeed. I heard a lot of people be uh, like, uh, be wary of it when we came up. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, it never worked so that uh, uh, you know the progressive, like uh, nice girl gamers are like. Uh, you know uh, afraid that it's going to be one of those like uh, true detective macho fuck off series where every second character has mm, child sexual molestation as their background story yeah. and, you know like the fucking dirty tricks that American storytellers like, yes. through, like uh, and you know the Nazis really dig your shit they're like yeah this is the greatest now the Nazis yes. don't hear it like, <laughs> the fascists haven't even heard of your shit they're playing like Kingdom Come Deliverance and killing gay people or whatever you can do in that game and, then, and all you get is like you know, uh, girl gamers thinking like, "Man, this is gonna suck." Uh, but I, I, you do need to put yourself into, like, as a writer, especially in our day and age of like constant culture war. Yeah, you need to put yourself in the most vulnerable, fucked up position that you can, humanly, put yourself in. Yeah, and then you have to write yourself out of it, like piece by piece, and prove that no, you know, I can handle this. So mm. there are definitely moments in the game later on that are just extreme examples of that that a lot of people will start to think that we failed at it that we didn't do the tightrope walk for mm. some of the characters I'm pretty sure we did like as an author I'm sure but it starts with this you know uh, I think that the trope is a tortured alpha male cop kind of yeah. character but the way I think we've handled it is we've, we've tried to make it extremely universal for, yeah. for the, the the pain isn't it's a very universal kind of pain and as a, as a, as a role playing game you, can, you actually have a lot of choice to define why that person is in that pain like slowly it starts to come up that um, you may have had a, a very excruciating divorce from your wife yes yeah. Uh, but you can constantly keep saying that no no it's, it's because of political reasons like you know, right, yeah. I'm trying to restore revival to the likeness of the holy sun in the sky, and these immigrants are getting in my way. It's about that. <laughs> yeah, <that's bad>. yeah. <laughs> so you can try to, or like you can you can say that you know I'm hurt and broken because you know uh, my radical feminist thing isn't going down well enough. <laughs> it seems like you're trying to avoid something, but you can you can really make it an absurd and and an absurdly personal thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I would say that
0: the quality that came across to me was. Empathy, and I don't just mean that in terms of sympathy between people, but you feel uh, uh, empathy with who you are in the game because Mm -hmm. you're so aware of all of their doubts inside internal processes, you know, Mm -hmm. to an an unusual degree. Mm -hmm. But also, part of that is, um, and this is something I maybe haven't seen in any games, even attempt, your intuited sense of what other people are going through. if that makes sense so uh, the encounter maybe that I was thinking about uh, was the encounter with the racist truck driver outside the
1: the bar at the very beginning your skills give you like an insight like they they speak in your head about yourself but they also speak about other people. It's in, in the same kind of empathetic. Yeah, level. exactly. And so, so even mechanically, it gives you like an insight into people. But this is what cops do, by the way. They yeah. profile, they get in there. They, they do. They need to be empathetic because if they're not, it they can turn into a dangerous situation for them. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Did
0: you like the racist lorry man? Uh, oh, I guy? didn't like him. Yeah. But, no, but the encounter, I thought, was, was kind of like encapsulated a lot of the things mm-hmm. we're talking about. Because I felt like so, I like the racist right? lawyer. Yeah, what a, game, what a guy! Why can't I play him? No, I didn't want to play him. What I mean is, like, so I had the experience of playing. I had the experience of playing the game yesterday morning as a hungover white mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, like I guess I had a, the minimal path of least resistance, mm-hmm. you know, way into that character to okay. some extent, not forced, not enforced. Um, and uh, I thought that conversation was very effective at making me feel anxious about those conversations in exactly the same way that you were supposed to like the the you had captured the anxiety of being having somebody um, somebody like uh, a racist or a fascist um Look to you as a fellow white person yeah. for sympathy, yeah. which is the worst. Yeah. worst, yeah. The worst In front I mean. of your partner, who's yeah. uh,
1: who's we say Samara, uh, yeah. to uh, any part of the audience, Asian-looking uh, yeah. uh, guy, um, and that, that that kind of that the fact that you have a partner Kim mm. Gitsuragi, who's yeah. uh, who's definitely who de- looks kind of out of place for the setting even, uh, that definitely started bringing up race for our game all the time. Yeah, because people do react. To, Strangely, yeah. <laughs> especially towards cops who who need to uh, constantly, you know, reinforce their authority. I'm interested in
0: so the, this is interesting thing is that you you have you know this this game is not set in the real world. It's, it's analogous to maybe like 1970s Europe mm-hmm. to some extent, mm-hmm. but it, it's always going to
1: be to some extent. There's, mm-hmm. there's, it is a, you know a not earth necessarily. It's, yeah, it's not earth. It's it's a kind of well that's like the, that's our main cell like that's our main thing that's the, what we're doing the world like that's where it kind of comes from i i don't think it's done before like time after time i've seen that people haven't done it so some people come and tell me like china maybe has done it no no it's it's not that's not yeah. quite it what we have is it's in it's a hermetic other world just like like tolkien or, yeah. or you know yeah. game of thrones yeah but it's modern, yeah. And then it has about four thousand years of history behind it. So they've never been in a stasis. They've just it's just another reality that has formed. Mm. But what it allows us to do critically and, and, and with writing and art, it allows us to create this kind of ghost of our world, yeah. And then this mirror between those things. And then that gives us a certain kind of Critical distance. We can, for example, uh, in this world, they don't like to use the word white and black as much as we do, mm. uh, which I think is just a just very boring language, even to yeah. use. So, so they, so they use other signifiers, they use sort of a yeah, and so, so on. So, you can have that kind of fantasy element there to create a certain a bit of distance from a world and play at different kind of warning scenarios. Mm. So that that kind of leads us down to pretty polemic ground sometimes. But I hope it also gives us a bit of like there's a joyous freedom mm. from time to time that I think people won't appreciate sometimes but in this world there for example never was a big um, slavery thing going on. Right. that may seem I think to some people even unethical to create a fantasy world where it didn't go on but they have had huge problems with classism and other issues with just mm. massive genocides left and right but they never did that nasty thing and that kind of that really changes the discourse,
0: right. I'm interested in that because you obviously have made a decision to move into your fantasy world or you know, fantasy world, or your other world. I'd say i, you, as- I it's a fantasy world. Yeah, um, aspects <laughs> of the real, right? Like you, yeah. you know, uh, racism operates. You've, you've maybe with different terminology, but a lot of the same recognizable grounds. If you are I, I playing it as somebody without, you know, who's discovering that background for the first time through that amnesiac main character, and mm-hmm. that knows really nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see uh, for example, very early on, you see a, like a young black woman underneath a sprayed mm-hmm. sign that says "Fuck the police." Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, such a tense scene. It was hard. It is right? But what I'm saying is, in writing that, I am I'm still as player adapting. Like, how much of this is the real world? Yeah. How much of this is a world I'm discovering? Yeah. Um, and I can see uh, parallels to different things, or maybe parallels in other literature. Um, like, is that attention that you are aware of and trying to manipulate for effect? I guess is what I'm saying, or
1: is it? It, 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 it just happens we 're not like first of all we definitely don 't want to trigger anyone we 're not like yes. tr- <laughs> yeah. we're not we 're not trying to shock people in it. It just happens because you have you, you're bringing along you, you, you discover that the scene is I, you, first year all, all you have a, a gardener on the corner mm-hmm. you decide okay um, with, I definitely wanted to to be black now because but, in other words, everyone in the beginning was just white and have one Asian guy so yeah. it's getting boring like right. just, you, as a writer you need we don't have elves and, and <laughs> gnomes and I don't know other worthy creatures like human beings are so diverse, different, yeah. different diverse and interesting enough and and I say say yeah yeah it's, you know it, it looks cool here and then you suddenly discover that you have a white cup asking your questions and it just spirals out of control. Yeah. And you just need to make it, you have to discover that there's a huge tension in there that you're bringing from our world you may not even know hmm. if it's there and it actually isn't there as much as you think it is but if you do get strange during that encounter yeah. our like choice and consequence system really fucks you for it, day. Right. Think. Uh, I find that really interesting because in... Because she's not a gardener, spoiler. Yeah, yeah I got that impression. <laughs> um,
0: but what I find interesting is that there's because yeah you come in and, and the strength of you having an amnesiac protagonist which is like you're not the first, spoilers, not the first RPG where you wake up oh, with no memory no. right um, but the strength of it which I think is something that would be equivalent to Torment in Times of Lumenera is the game is not about discovering who you really are in some kind of like
1: objective like yeah. actually you we don't have Darth flashbacks Vader, right? like, we decided we're not going to have flashbacks right? because like everyone's seen them already and that's not a good way to talk about it the way we decided to do this amnesiac thing is that he's in denial like he's something so horribly psychologically yeah. strenuous yeah, yeah. and stressful has happened to this person yes. that, that he just doesn't want to like, he didn't want to be a human being anymore he didn't want to be this type of animal anymore yeah. it's what he was heard screaming from the other room listening yeah. to his sad song and crashing the hotel room so 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 he's he just you can even later twist it this way you can tell your, uh, your your partner in some kind of as you're bleeding out in an action scene you can tell him him my lied I made it all up yeah I remember everything that's yeah. That's my, my wife left me. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that so you can spin it in different kinds of ways, like as a player. Is mm. right? And I think
0: the, the first step of that is that, like, I coming at it as me, maybe initially, and I'm possibly doing maybe this is personal how I play these games. But initially, I sort of try and answer honestly when asked yeah. questions, like, "What do I think?" Like, yeah. I'm trying to steal the character, but like, play through one is yeah. like, I'm just going to kind of be Honest me, look, yeah, and yeah. then maybe later on I'll try experimenting. Yeah. And so I come in almost like bringing all of my sort of left wing mm-hmm. 21st century. Man from Britain, kind of mm-hmm. assumptions to that, mm-hmm. and I ended up sort of recreating that character to some extent, but in a social situation where the dynamics are not exactly what I expect them to be. Did you become an inexplicable feminist? I didn't become an inexplicable feminist because yeah. I didn't have that because I accidentally tried to run out on the bar tab. Oh, yeah, oh, um, yeah. That's, that's also fun. That's that is what was fun. That, that, was, um, that was, yeah, painfully sort of like, <laughs> yeah, the Schadenfreude
1: kind of like, but, but I don't know, just, oh, my shame is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Did you flip him off too? Yeah. Did you f- wonder what kind kind Of human being does this, yeah, Why that, is my character doing this? But what it's not your brain that's doing it, it's your like body, you, yeah. You've trained it to, like, for, for some so at some you trained it. To, this yeah, is it, the it, mister, did the diving, yeah. like John. Yeah. It's Wu, not like, yeah, it's not like the mister isn't in the painscape torment. Is why I do have these mysterious scars, mysterious scars. I mean, yeah. here it's like I'm a grown man and I'm, yeah, two on akimba flipping off the bartender and I have and I'm thinking of telling him to. Fuck off, asshole! <laughs> what,
0: what has happened? To it's it's like, most, like this other thing. Like um, I remember talking to the, the torment guys back when, and like those games, and I actually I, I love those games, but they're based on like often quite like an arch question. Um, uh, Painscape Torment was always about like um, uh, you know was it what, what what makes what is the meaning of a of a, of a man? Of a uh, it's, man? Uh, it was what what contains the, the nature of a of man. man? Yeah. And Titan Era what was does what does one life mean? And I. <laughs> From my, an hour, maybe, with
1: dyscalculia, my question was, "Why am I like this?" Which is a question I experience in real life far more oh, often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why am I like this? Yeah, um, I think actually for me the the main question I've I also phrased it. I, I love that about James Torment. Yeah, uh, that they had the audacity to, to ask a question, and not only they also had the audacity to answer it. Yes, the regret was the right answer. Like, mm. and I, I, I love I love it when stories don't just polemicize that they answer questions. Uh, so. So we, all, we also have a question, and it's actually, uh, what, if anything, is worth living for? Huh. Right. Uh, and then the answer, I'm going to spoil it for you, is a good job. The job of the police officer that this person is living is the last thing they have. Huh. And that's, that you're slowly going to become better at using a skill system. And possibly, when you get towards the end, you can triumph. Mm. You know, you can, no one thought you are going to solve it, and you're going to, you can solve it. In an absolutely brilliant way, bringing together different cases and just like, you know, Sherlock sort of Holmes, beautiful discover If you if you play it nicely yeah, yeah. So so hopefully it's going to be like this. Mm. I find that
0: really interesting because games that don't think a lot about the interior lives of their main characters or the consequences of being those characters are often about jobs right yeah. like you're defined by who you are maybe to go back to Diablo to the extent that, um, that Diablo is an RPG it's a role playing game where you play the role of basically a pest exterminator <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and you are very very good at that yes, that's right. you're like the best pest exterminator ever and you're defined by that yeah, and sure. your growth and the importance of your life quote unquote is because you get better and better and better and better
1: maybe I was wrong maybe it is an RPG yeah. I'm sorry I was
0: being at the end. I remember no, no 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 no, I, think, I think you're right. It just you don't pay like that <laughs> but that that, 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 that exterminator never experiences real doubt about their position or yeah. what it's worth or yeah. whether it's what they should be really doing or if they're contributing enough to society. They just do this, right? Or if they should like, be killing literally trillions of right. sentient beings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you killed a lot of centaurs and there's no <laughs> like Fuck centaurs, man Exactly. Um, and you know, it has no interior life, it mm-hmm. has no doubt, right? Yeah. Like it has no regrets or anything mm-hmm. else. And I find it really interesting that uh, yeah, the, the torment games um, often come back around to uh, yeah, a far more a far more um, the answer is both also within yourself. It is like the answer to this is actually something within me, uh-huh. whereas you are actually you know, in arriving at actually the way I engage with society and having a productive thing to do. It's almost like returning to that initial. Like I'm just a really good pest exterminator. Yeah, via it, the it kind is, possible
1: road. Because it, because I think I think what it, where it's come from is is it becomes a metaphor for yeah. video game development, right? Uh, so which is not an easy job. It is not unstressful. Uh, for me, it's it's at times tremendously paranoia inducing, and then just uh, it's it's difficult interfacing with. Uh, the free market uh, mm. at such an intimate sink or swim survival level. But at the same time, the possibilities in video game development now are just vertiginous, you know. It's like my head is spinning from when we look at our fourth cabinet system, like very not even included in this demo mm. that we have on the show floor. The possibilities in there of getting thoughts and then researching your own dialogue mm. options options—yeah, it's just man's... Uh, give me like three years in the computer and I can do things with this that are going to be yep. like you know really really cool so so yeah it's it's in a way I just think it's probably come from the yeah everything's fucked you know who am I why am I doing this but at the end you can just throw aside your you know petty little identity problems and say I'm I'm probably too far gone but I'm going to be a damn good detective yeah so. and
0: that's a really, that's just uh man that we're putting out time but like that's such an interesting idea politically that you know is actually my kind of uh my sort of redemption or my kind of self-actualization is through labor and what you put into the world is something that can be easily very much exploited, right? Yeah. That desire is traditionally historically yeah. you have striking workers yeah. in your first
1: area of the game, right? Like this can't be something that's a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So, I mean, we are I mean, first, well, we ourselves are shockingly left-wing people <laughs> uh, but the game isn't. Like, mm. I mean, I even sometimes think that Maybe have gone too far in the opposite direction, yeah. And, and you don't get to meet the real communist or an actual kind of, in any way, credible labour person for a long time in the game. And then, if you get when you get to the striking workers, their union boss, so to say, you're like, yeah. They call him union boss. Even that sounds really bad, but this is actually the union representative or elected official. It's, a, it's you gotta love that guy. It's the most corrupt human being you've ever seen but he's cool like I didn't want him to I wanted the rich guy the girl who's Mm. coming there I wanted her to be the most sympathetic person you've ever seen she's wonderful very well worded she has the luxury of not being a corrupt individual the strike negotiator you know from the the company and the union boss is just the worst slimy lime you've ever seen does that make him wrong? So, so I think yeah I think although it's very politically charged I think it's it, 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 it's we've gone pretty far into uh, into into playing with that, but in the end, towards the end, there are some characters that we've also built who are very very left wing and convincingly do yeah. I don't want to spoil a lot, but uh, the the main essence of the setting is that they tried a revolution fifty two years ago, a massive social revolution that also always almost turned into a world revolution and then was just wiped out, and it's been a just a free market experimental zone for 42 years after right divided under foreign powers uh so left-wing things are doing really bad in that world as they are in our world I believe. Uh, are really on on the retreat and, and, and i think of a past like disco sorry yeah like disco <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: huh. i was gonna ask about that because well, maybe this is interesting to wrap up on because you renamed the game to disco Elysium. yeah um Disco—it has a little role to play at the very beginning of the game, just so like you know where it sits alongside you know, the loud disco music was coming from your apartment in your, yeah, yeah. your three-day fugue state or whatever it, that was. Yeah. Like, what is the significance of disco? Why
1: disco? What we can do main the main I think perhaps even the most exciting thing that we can do in this setting is that we can do music. Right. into real culture thing. it sounds so funny to have disco in another world and then mm-hmm. later on we have like <laughs> rap, rap music is called Sprechgesanging, right <laughs> a late nineteenth century word for sing song <laughs> technique in, in Germany which is what, what you expect rap music to be called but at the same time we can have like we can put we can give rock music back to black people right yeah. <laughs> so we can do weird you know so we can do some real social justice there so 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 we can actually play with culture in the world mm. so other worlds usually don't have culture they're not that people you know Go on about, about they're not having economy and so on. Yeah. I think they have some economy, but they have no culture. And that's human beings don't just you know, do wars. Mostly they do stupid pop culture like things in the modern setting. Yeah. So yeah, Disco is definitely to one of it. Disco goes, goes different in that world. It's also a kind of 30s Gilded era thing. Right. And it's also an analogue for so much neoliberalism swing. in the 90s and Clinton yeah. stuff. And that's now just dead and, and festering in the world, just like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also it's also this kind of opulent. Uh, opulent kind of like cocaine fueled kind of thing. It sounds like video know. games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Partially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, but also, I, I mean, I, I'm completely very off course here. But there's something I've discovered about disco while calling it disco. It's called disco elysium because elysium is the name of the setting. Mm. And then this, I, I just believe it's my birthright to call it that. And that's just wanted to call that when I was 17. And wanted to back up because uh, I knew yeah. or something. Something. <laughs> I also wanted to own it. Own that. But I've, I've discovered things about disco. First of all, I've discovered that people's um, pre-conceived um, weird notions about disco are tremendously homophobic. Yeah. Like, I mean, li- we literally got people saying, oh, No Truth for the Furious was such a such metal name, eh, man. Disco's gay. Yeah. <laughs> like I think people. That, get, that, should, that should galvanize you on that yeah. name, right? <laughs> it really, really did galvanize me. But at the same time, it's a sparkling, kind of funny, slightly stupid name. I didn't want. I had a problem with the darkness of the name, No Truth for yeah. the theories. Uh, and, and at the same time, disco was like the first time when black people were actually let into mass global culture and then they actually
0: really achieved
1: mass acclaim. Yeah. So uh, I think there was also some, you know, there was also a definite strike, you know theme of racism in the kind of anti-disco thing. So (laughs) by calling my name Disco Elysium I've gotten some of that fucking disco hatred on (laughs) me. Right. Because like so (laughs) (laughs) both Nutris the Furies and and
0: Elysium gesture to I guess Western mythology. Yeah. Yeah, The roots of Western Western mythology. So having disco in there Gives you that uh, American kind American, of pop culture,
1: American, but also non-white, like. we, which we, which we also are. We're, we're very ha 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 pop culture, ha ha ha. Like we're not ironic. Like we don't, yeah. we, don't, we don't, We're not. We're not I, I haven't yet lived in Camden Tower, but we we don't do that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but it is, it does have like. It doesn't have like 4 4 breaking pop culture reference, ha 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 yeah, yeah. bullshit in there, but it's very knowledgeable of how culture works and then how things become fads and how this main character, you know, him being very much past his prime, it's, it's just for our world the best way to uh, symbolize that using culture is by calling him the disco has been. Sure, it's <laughs> just funny, it just turns yeah, into this yeah. funny kind of cool thing, but in the end, like, I mean, why should you be a disco hatman? Why can't you just be like a proud, uh, you know, bottom disco hats? Yeah, yeah. the disco beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then later in the game, there's this, uh, there's a, there's a really cool sequence there, where we buried huge amounts of production time, and I thought I was going insane at doing it. But you can start a nightclub in a church. Okay, which is a very strange thing yeah. to do, and you can well, start a-, a nightclub there. And you can meet these youths who are listening to music that sounds like rave, but they're not calling it rave. They're calling it anodic music. Nice. So they have this really 50s-style but slightly ravish music going on. And you can help them you know, establish a new light club and call it Disco Elysium and that kind of get a, get a bit of uh, uh, disco redemption going on. <laughs> and, and also you can... Uh, you can uh, can dance. Nice. Yeah. It, it, a, it, you have a skill check to dance. And you can dance in an absolutely, absolutely insane and unexpected
0: way. <laughs> Thanks for listening. As ever, all of our Crate and Crowbar stuff is supported by our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash Crate and Crowbar. You should check back tomorrow where I'll be posting another one of these sort of ch- sit-down chats at REST in which I'll be talking to Lottie Bevan and Alexis Kennedy from Weather Factory about Cultist Simulator.